Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. We are on day three with our exciting conclusion at the Festival with Jesus. Now, if you've read the text, starting at verse 37, it just says, Jesus promises living water. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus Jesus stood and shouted into the crowds. Well, let me stop you right there because it's way, way, way more exciting than that. But this is where our hermeneutics piece comes in. This is where we need to know a little bit of the backstory of of the festival, who was there, what was going on. So let me fill you in because it's actually really, really cool. I can't wait to tell you. So the feast was about eight days long, okay? And all through the first seven days, water from the Pool of Siloam was carried in a golden pitcher, and it was poured out at the altar to remind everyone of the water that God miraculously provided for a thirsty Israel in the wilderness. So that's heralding all the way back to Exodus when the Israelite slaves were freed from Egypt and they wandered in the wilderness. Okay. On the eighth day, there was no pouring of water. And that was on purpose. There were only prayers for water to remind them that they came into the promised land. Okay, here's where it gets good. But the eighth day was not considered a feast day. In fact, it was a very somber day. And it was not a day to celebrate. And so Jesus decided to save he packed a punch for the very last day. So on this last day, when they're not pouring actual water, he stands up in the temple and he cries out, if anyone who is thirsty may come to me, anyone who believes in me may come and drink for the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Now, this is fantastic because it applies to us. The invitation is incredibly broad because it said, if anyone anyone means anyone, intelligence, race, class, nationality, political party does not matter. The invitation was narrow only because it says, if anyone thirsts. So everyone is welcome, but the critical piece is you have to thirst. You have to see your need. Thirst isn't anything in and of itself. It's a lack of something. It is an emptiness. It's a crying need. And if you caught my message yesterday, in our weakness, he is stronger. If we have a need, if we thirst, anyone is welcome to come and drink of this living water. And we are actually told to drink this is this is not um, anything that's difficult. Anybody knows how to drink. And yet, what is it? It is a metaphor because we are to consume what Jesus is giving to us. Well, here's the thing about this is people were excited by this news and and they say, well, surely this must be a prophet. Maybe he even is the Messiah. 
Still others said, whoa, 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 whoa. Do you remember? We know he's from Galilee, which is a problem. It's a sticking point. Some reject Jesus because they don't know the truth about him. They are the ones who think that they know that the Messiah needs to come from Bethlehem. And the problem is they don't realize that even though Jesus is from Galilee, he was born in Bethlehem. So let me explain that one more time. In the Old Testament, it was made very clear through the prophets that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. But those who are accusing Jesus of not being the Messiah think that he came from Galilee because that's where he grew up. They don't understand the Bethlehem piece, which makes me wonder, do we ever throw out theology on a technicality? Do do we refuse to grasp onto something that maybe we don't understand, or maybe we think we understand something that we actually might be wrong about? If that's the case, we may fall into the category of the haters. And what does Taylor Swift say? Haters going to hate, hate, hate. We don't want to be haters who can't believe in something because we think we know something that we are wrong about. Did that make any sense? Sometimes we think we know what we know, and sometimes we're just plain old wrong. Now, right about then, returns our friend Nicodemus. Do you remember him from a couple weeks back? Good old Nicodemus, who came to Jesus at night. He stands up to these religious leaders saying, um, does our law judge a man before they can even hear what he's doing. He tries very hard to reason with the religious leaders, and he's warning them, do not judge Jesus too hastily or too harshly. And what do they say to him? Verse 52. Oh, are you from Galilee too? Search the scriptures and see for yourself. No prophet ever comes from Galilee. So they are pretty sure that they know what's going down And the irony of it all is that Jesus is welcoming them to see what they cannot see and to drink from the living waters that they are refusing right in front of their face on the eighth day of the festival. When we come back next week, I'm going to throw an interesting Latin phrase called pericope adulterae in English known as the woman caught caught in adultery. Lots to say about that. Don't miss it. I will be right back here next week on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Stay warm. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.